great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. So the uh, wakes have started uh, regarding the uh, Texas uh, shooting for the victims. One held Monday, Memorial Day, for a hero fourth grader who was on the phone dialing 911, apparently when she was fatally shot, and also another wake for a student that was an aspiring marine biologist. So I said last night that I just have a hunch, a strong feeling in my stomach, nothing more, that something is different this time around, and that is going to be some type of deal on gun control. Lo and behold, President Biden says there may be some bipartisan support to tighten restrictions on the kind of high-powered weapons used by the gunmen in the Texas school shooting. So a bipartisan group of senators talked over the weekend to see if they could reach a modest compromise. I I think that's all the American people are asking for, a modest compromise on gun legislation after a decade of mostly failed uh, efforts. And the... The the term that I'm hearing bantered around is uh, the states, the different states, the red flag laws, which would keep guns away from those with mental health problems. So the senators are expected to meet virtually uh, Tuesday, today, and throughout the week. Now, I saw this video. 24 hours ago, and I even reposted it on Twitter. You can reach me at Dominic TV on Twitter. And I didn't really know how to respond to it. It's a video where an African-American male is holding an Asian-American-looking man and two others, it's, it's at the train station, and two others just take turns hitting the man in the face as the first man is holding him. And I've had 24 hours to think about this. And my point is simple. Vigilante justice never works. Vigilante justice never works. The man who shot the, who shot the uh, viral video is now saying that it was vigilante justice, not ethnic hate. The man that shot this says he was on his way home 
And this happened on the AC platform, the Fulton Street station. Many of us have been at that station many times. And according to the guy that recorded this video, he said, why are you holding this guy? And in response, he claimed that the Asian man had just tried to sexually assault a woman in the subway car. So they pulled him off onto the uh, platform. And apparently the police were called. But the police didn't um, uh, weren't able to arrive for a couple of minutes. And the beating that this guy takes on uh, on video is really, really bad. At one point, causing his body hit so hard, causing his body to go limp. And then a second man steps in and delivers a series of punches to the uh, man's head. Some of the group cheered and applauded the uh, beating. Now, this footage was shared by the Asian American Report uh, on Twitter account and then retweeted by the NYPD Asian Hate Crimes Task Force with a call out for the victim uh, to reach out. And in the race for New York governor, Tom Swazi is slamming Governor Kathy Hochul for her past support from the NRA. We will get to all of that uh, in just a second. And, of course, we are taking your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's start with your telephone calls. Let's begin with Joseph in the Bronx. Good morning, Joseph, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yeah, I, I really have to strongly disagree uh, with your call for further infringement upon Second Amendment rights for law-abiding citizens. Uh, but first, before I'll get to my point, but I just want to point uh, you in the direction of a very interesting uh, article with regard to the Houston shooting. It's very sapient, not just concerning gun control, but also psychological issues. Wait, 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 wait. what Houston shooting? Excuse me, uh, Freudian slip. <laughs> I meant uh, the Texas. The okay, Texas, okay, uh, okay, okay. Go ahead, go okay. ahead. Uh, yes, uh, the gentleman, gentleman's name is Andrew Anglin, and again, it's at unz.com. And again, it's about the psychological profile of young men who commit these crimes. Again, check it out. It's unz.com. Okay, I, I got you I'm on called. that part. So go ahead. Okay, so with regard to the Second Amendment, you have to understand something very clear. The media, and more importantly, the prostitute politicians that they control, they might be corrupt, they might be treasonous, but they are not stupid. They understand full well that gun control laws only take guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens, the people who need them the most, because the Second Amendment has two salient purposes. Number one, for the the need of the individual to protect his home, his family, his property, and his person from the growing hordes of criminals. Okay, okay, wait, 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 Joseph, I I, I don't have time for a 15-minute lecture. I I apologize. I I do want to ask you this. You're pushing hard on the Second Amendment, and, you know, that's your right. That's your right to do so. But do you believe, right, that young men, and I've been saying this for the last couple of days, at age 18 should be able to obtain semi-automatic weapons? Yes, if they are responsible. 
responsible, if they are responsible and have the capacity, the mental capacity and the legal capacity, physical capacity to own a weapon. Yes. Okay, okay. So wait, 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 Joseph. So why would an 18-year-old need such a weapon? For the same reason why a 28-year-old or a 38-year-old or a 40-year-old would want that weapon. As I said, two purposes, self, self-protection, self-defense, number one, and more importantly, much more importantly, defense against governmental tyranny. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, uh, Joseph, I, I hear you. But, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't I, I'm not really hearing you make the case of why they can't just have a handgun as opposed to a semi-automatic weapon. I mean, come on, Joseph. Can I answer? Go ahead quickly, please. Okay, very quickly. The reason why you want private citizens to have long guns, assault weapons, all right, is because that is an equalizer. It is a, it levels the playing field against government agencies that jo- have Joseph, long weapons. Joseph, come on, Joseph. Against, yeah, it, I mean, it's, this is sounding like some, some big conspiracy as you've got uh, 10 people dead in Buffalo, another 21 in, in Texas. Come on, Joseph. I just, I just can't stomach that this morning. I just don't have the stomach for it. So, you know, Joseph, and, and thank you for the call. What they are doing in Canada, Trudeau, right? Canada is moving to make the sale of handguns illegal. Handguns. Handguns. Under a sweeping new bill introduced in uh, Ottawa Monday. And, of course, this comes in the wake of the uh, Texas school shooting. Flanked by government officials and advocates, uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced a, quote, national freeze on firearms in the country as he referenced increasing homicides in Canada and alluded to the mass shootings uh, south of the border here in the United States. I'm quoting Trudeau here, and I'm going right back to your telephone calls. It will no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer, or import handguns anywhere in Canada. In other words, we're capping the market for handguns. Trudeau goes on to say people should be free to go to the supermarket, their school, or their place of worship without fear. Now, this legislation is all but assured to be approved by Canada's parliament and is expected to be enacted this fall. The country, Canada, has already unveiled plans to ban 1,500 types of military-style firearms and implement a mandatory buyback program of high-capacity weapons. Let's go to Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi. Good morning. Listen, uh, uh, Dominic, I've got a question. One of one of two or three questions. Quick questions. What exactly did this guy use? The eighteen-year-old in Texas when he went into the school. What kind of weapon was it? Do you know for a fact what it was? Um, off the top of my head, and and I have reported this, but I don't have my notes in front of me. It was a an AR-15 type semi-automatic weapon, the same type in the same category that was used up in Buffalo. I see. Okay. Now, let me ask you a question. If he had done this with a handgun, or let's say, let's take a step backwards. 
let's say he had done this with a machete. If he had hacked these kids, God forbid, what a horrible thought. But if he had used that to hack these kids up, what would have happened then? We'd have a natural controversy on, on machetes. Okay, my, my whole point being, my second point is, which leads from the first, is that Texas just went through hell with the, with the loss of these blessed little kids and the teachers. What is the plan of action? Isn't there a plan of action that should almost kick in simultaneously? I mean, in New York, when they have a problem with a hate crime against a, a rabbi or, or people of a particular faith, the next day you've got a cop in front of the church or the synagogue or the, or the mosque. My point is, what is Texas waiting for? What they're waiting for is for something to happen again because they haven't done anything. I've spoke to three people so far that I have connections. I'm a vet, by the way, and I, I speak to vets. Two or three of them live in Texas. And he told me nothing's happening. It ain't going to happen in Texas to protect the schools, the churches, or, or whatever places, well, or a large public assembly. Well, even if lawmakers uh, wanted something to happen, it's so early that it wouldn't feel it would not have been passed by the uh, state house in Texas as of yet. I mean, we do have to give them a little bit of time. And yeah, the but fact. I don't get it. If it's open carry, I mean, you, you take, you got, I guarantee you in Texas, you, since it's open carry, there's got to be at least a couple of thousand very honest, straightforward, mentally sane citizens who have handguns. What, what I think they should do is they should offer them compensation or whatever to protect the buildings. I mean, you've got an army of people with guns who are normal and would protect the people in a church, say, or in a school. Why don't they get involved with that? What what are they waiting for? Well, we we I, don't, I don't know, get... Phil. We don't know if that's not a possibility. I mean, we do have to give them a little bit of time. Uh, the lawmakers uh, in Texas now, based on their history, and thank you for the call, Phil. Based on their history, uh, very little has been done in the past. Who knows what's going to happen this time around? And again, and by a bipartisan panel of U.S. senators are trying to come up with a compromise. And I think that uh, any compromise on any measure is defined as a positive, as success. The American people just want something done. Something has to change. It has to change. After Buffalo and now Texas. Dan in Rigo Park, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thanks. Canada has shown what will happen here if we don't stop any of these giving, giving it away. Eventually, if we start with the, hand, uh, the long rifles, eventually we'll, they'll be taking away the, the handguns. But how, Dan, how can you make that jump? I mean, it, it sounds like some sick conspiracy. Oh, if they start to, to regulate a little bit, they're going to take your guns. I mean, what is that based on? Is there any reality to that Even argument? I, I've heard it a million and one times. But is there any reality to the argument? You're too good, You're too good a guy. Wait, 
Dan, all I heard was too good a guy. Guy, right. I thought I was cut off. That's why I stopped. Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. You're, you're lying. You don't cut off. I don't. You're, you're the true, the, the quintessential gentleman. You don't cut people off. I, I really, unless it's time related. I know. Or someone's just going off on a tangent, then, then I generally don't cut people off. But go ahead, Dan. Okay. I'm really concerned. You know, I realize that the NRA... And and the people who follow it, um, they seem super adamant and maybe unrealistic. But if you if you look at his, history, this is a start. And really, this is what Canada has shown what what the ultimate uh, what will ultimately be achieved here in this country. You start with the long guns and eventually wind up with the with the handguns. Unfortunately, oh. that's the way it is. Well, Dan, um, y- you know, um, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, the, the one thing, the one thing where I may say, where I may say your argument, thank you for the call, Dan, has a maybe a little bit of merit. I recall, folks, that it's something that I think all of us can relate to. There used to be something. Um, especially in New York, easy pass and, um, and toll booths. And so at the Tappan Z at um, at many of the bridges in the area, you had to stop, you had to either go through an easy pass lane or you had to um, deal with a teller. You had to deal with a teller, a toll collector and the unions, with the with easy pass spreading the union screamed bloody murder and said that easy pass was going to make all of these workers lose their jobs and i said no that's not going to happen and sure enough there are no more toll collectors they are all gone they are all gone so exactly what the unions said was going to happen is exactly the way that it played out. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills before I take a break. Good morning, Stan, uh, on this day after Memorial Day. What's on your mind? Uh, let, let's understand something, okay? Canada will succeed where we will fail. Canada will succeed, and bravo to the Prime Minister of Canada, bravo to you. They don't have the Second Amendment, bottom line. They don't need the Second Amendment. And they're not getting rid of guns. They're freezing what's coming in. Good for the prime minister. He sees, he sees the, the map on the wall. He sees the weather of what's coming. So he's not getting rid of guns. He's freezing what's coming in. At least he's doing something logical and so forth. As to whether, and of course, they don't kiss the gun lobby up there. They don't kiss their boots. So good for the prime minister. Secondly, even more important, the state of Texas keeps talking about, uh, what do they say? Oh, yeah, mental health. They are 45th to 47th on Medicaid, which covers mental health. They don't cover much of mental health there. They don't even got major monies for Medicaid, which covers mental health. Look at the numbers. You'll see it. It's unbelievable. So the hypocrisy and phoniness is real with Texas. Third, the Department of Justice is not going to take over federalized Texas. They're basically going to investigate. 
I don't trust anything the public safety guy says or anything from Texas. You know, there's a whitewash coming here. Big time WW whitewash. The question is, what's going to happen? So, you know, Texas has a lot to ask, ask, uh, answer for, as well as the United States Senate and Congress has a bill. You asked, why don't we pass modesty? Modesty is not going to help 19 kids. We have a bill that's in Congress for, I think you mentioned it ago, for uh, uh, protect, uh, not protection, uh, what do you call it, uh, getting names and so forth. It's a bill. It's there. It was passed by Congress. You want to whittle it? You want to negotiate? Fine. But it's there. It's passed. Use that as something. It's in the Congress, and uh, they should do something about it. Otherwise, ain't nothing going to happen here. Well, Stan, I I thank you uh, for the call, uh, as I always do. It is time for a break, and we will continue this discussion. I will take on mental illness, tell you what's going on in the race for governor uh, in New York. We'll be going up to Jennifer in Boston and all of your calls through Pennsylvania, Staten Island, Morristown, New Jersey, all that and more is coming up when we come back. Talk Radio 77. WABC. Talk Radio 77. WABC. I heard you were looking for me. Hello. You And we are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic Carter here with you until 1 a.m. And that's when Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight will get underway. Bipartisan support. Something that we haven't seen on weapons in, in what, 10 years? And at least talks are underway. At least talks are underway. Let's go to Jerry in Jefferson, New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. I, I listen to you all the time. I like it. Um, uh, and I'm not singling out anybody, but one of your last callers, and this has been happening a lot from uh, why is everybody uh, – I understand the outrage, but why, like the guy that just called, does he not forget that this just happened to – your state, Buffalo. Less do than do you want the honest answer, Jerry? Yes, sir. Because some people just don't care. They just don't care. No, I understand. They just don't and, care. And, and, they don't care about the casualties. All they care yeah. about is protecting the Second Amendment at all costs. Period. Hey, you know, we we can talk and we can debate and we can go back and forth. But I just gave it to you straight, no chaser. That's the bottom line, Jerry. Well, here's here's the one thing that that I've always thought that either you got to make the adult age eighteen or twenty one. You can't hold an eighteen year old responsible and go to jail as an adult, but not be able to drink. You can't you can't draft them. You can't make them in the military. Either the adult age is twenty one or eighteen. I've always thought this. And, and, and I agree with you, Jerry. I, I agree with you. I Because, for example, I would define this as success if Texas and some other states said, okay, 
we're going to push the age to 21 uh, before you can buy these types of weapons. I think the American people would consider that a success and something that's moving in the right direction. I agree totally, but then also you don't have the right to vote till you're 21. You, you got to make the adult age the same for everything. Fair enough, fair enough, Jerry. I uh, I thank you for the call. Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thanks as always for giving me a chance to speak. Um, I'm just uh, I'm concerned that. Um, People like Stan, when he talks about this outrage he has for Texas, that he won't trust anything. Again, he didn't mention anything about what Ted Cruz was trying to do when his friend, the Democrats, filibustered in the Senate. So Ted Cruz's uh, School Security and Safety Act that he uh, authored and sponsored was not even allowed to get on the floor for a vote. Um, And that would have provided everything for these schools to be completely secure. But Stan and all the Democrats are mum on that, but they, they have all this outrage. Again, I just find it all selective all the way around. And until, until we realize that most of the youth in this country find that life is very cheap, um, I don't know what's going to happen. Watch an episode, if no one ever has, of the first 48. And uh, watch a couple episodes. And look you, at how you, easily. You, you know what, Jennifer? That that's one show that I cannot watch. I, I, I and you know I'm not even gonna go into why I can't watch it, but it is a sad commentary. The first forty eight, a sad commentary of what happens for the most part, for the most part, in cities across America, and I'm going to say it with black on black crime. For the most part. There there are a couple of sprinkles in there. Uh, with with others, but for the most part, and I'm just going to be completely honest this morning, Jennifer. What I see when I and I've watched the first 48, and I support uh, law enforcement. And thank you for the call. What I see when I watch the show is law enforcement agencies throughout the country given an impos- an impossible task of stopping black on black crime. And so I can't watch it. I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, may, I may turn it on for, uh, for five minutes, and then I'd rather turn to, um, to HBO. Or, or, for example, I turned on um, one of the comedians, uh, Cat Williams, and he had a, um, a good uh, Biden joke, by the way. And he said, uh, basically, he said, um, and, I, you know, I found this entertaining. He basically said, how, how dare you attack and criticize Biden, right? And then the punchline to the joke, he says, Biden is 97 years old. And then he goes a little bit more with the joke, Cat Williams, a comedian. And then he goes, Biden is 98 years old. And then he goes on a little bit more. And then he says, Biden is 99 years old. And so I'd rather watch that. Or I'd rather watch something about animals uh, taking care of their children than watching uh, 48 hours or the first 48 hours on uh, A&E. I believe it's on. Uh, I, I just I just can't do it. Let's go to J.C. in Pennsylvania. Good morning, J.C. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How are you? First, uh, call a couple of uh, calls back saying the reason why... 
It would be the same if, the, if a person's 28 or 30 years old. Why does anybody need an AR-15, okay? There needs to be that 21-year-old. We need to take those heavy-duty tactical arms away from people in general. Uh, <laughs> but we also need to look at the mental health issue. And if we're going to do red flag laws, we have to make it legal so if if this legal, the mental health issue comes up with it, these kids in these schools, it would be able to be able to report it going forward. Right now, you can't report it. So that never comes up in a gun check. So it has to be a whole overhaul of this whole system of reporting. Uh, and as far as Sam, Sam is concerned, Sam's nuts. Freaking uh, Trudeau is a totalitarian dictator. Okay, he's a Davos uh, graduate, and he, he does not think for the people. He's all about totalitarianism. But back to the issue at hand. We really need a complete, complete reform of the whole system of how to react, how to, how to see the signs ahead of time to try to stop these things before they happen. We need to have a direct, direct plan so when these things do happen, we have the right responses. And that's we have to concentrate on all of that before anything gets any better. Well, well said. Well said, J.C. in Pennsylvania. Thank you. And um, Newsweek is reporting, as well as uh, many other outlets, that the 18-year-old school shooter, now deceased, was bullied in school for wearing eyeliner and, and having a stutter. Now, the young man reportedly had no history of mental illness, but one can only wonder if things would have been different if he had received the mental health treatment he obviously needed long ago. Early intervention and years of psychological counseling. Maybe it would have stopped this carnage from happening. Frank Jefferson, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, a privilege as always. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Go right ahead. Really quick, uh, to everyone's uh, understanding, uh, we were a colony fighting my, for fighting a monarchy. That's why we have a Second Amendment, why Canada doesn't have a Second Amendment, because they were given their freedom by a, uh, a monarchy, so that they didn't have a reason to put it in their constitution. But, Dominic, everybody has a snapping point. Even though everyone says an 18-year-old could be a law-abiding citizen, you have a snapping point, so do I. It only takes a little bit uh, or an occurrence for us to discover it, whatever it is. We don't know yet. But really quick, and I'm, this is my last point, this is how I protect my home and my property, people. I lock my doors. I have a shotgun that makes a very loud boom if anybody comes in, which will scare the dickens out of anybody. Two pit bulls that are probably lick you to death, and worse yet, a mother-in-law that lives with me that is scary and has a hairy lip. So I hope you have a terrific rest of your day, Dominic. Okay, Frank. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for that call. At first, I didn't know where you were going with this, Frank, but uh, 
But thank you. Ernest in Morristown, New Jersey. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, Dominic. I got two quick points. Israel had a, the last school shooting in Israel was 1974. The protocol that they developed should be adopted in the United States. And the second point is, I believe that the age limit should be 21 to purchase a firearm of that, of, of that caliber. Well, you and I agree, but there are many people that disagree with us. And uh, unfortunately, most of the lawmakers in Texas disagree uh, with our position and uh, the position that we share. And that's how this young man was able to obtain that weapon. Ernest, I thank you for the call Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. What's on your mind this morning? Always good to talk to you, Dominic. Thank you. I feel um, the same way. As I've said before, I'm very strongly on the Secure the Schools parallel to what Israel did. And I'm very much against changing the law to make it 21 to buy a weapon. I've already explained that. I won't bore you again with it. But just say that they compromise, and I put that in quotation marks, and they push the age back to 21, okay? And then over the next six months, a 23-year-old, a 27-year-old, and a 30-year-old go in and shoot up schools. What do we do then? Well, wait, I want to make sure that I that I have you right here, Robert, just one more time. Because I, I sometimes sure. I'll, I will respond to something and then I'll be quoted on social media, and 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 it's all wrong. So just one more no, time. No, no problem. Say you pass the law, and then you have to be 21 to right. purchase certain guns, and then you have several school shootings or something equally horrific that a 26 or 27 or a 30 year old do, and it happens again and again, and people get emotional like they are now. Mm-hmm. Do we go ahead and push it back to 30? I mean, where? And, and one more thing. You said something that America would see that as a step in the right direction. That means slippery slope. Okay? What do you mean in the right direction? Meaning that, a- well, Robert, what, what I mean by that is after Buffalo, and remember, you, you had senior citizens in their 80s just had funerals. After Buffalo, after Texas, Americans want something done. Public opinion polls show that. Public opinion polls, Robert, show that overwhelmingly, as you already know, that most Americans approve of universal background checks. So you and I both know the will politically is probably, probably not there in Washington. So people want to see something done. It, you you don't want to see any changes, Robert, in terms of uh, gun control? Well, I mentioned to you before that, you know, maybe between 18 and 21, you pass certain things, you get your diploma, you want your driver's license. I mean, there's things you can do there, but I don't want to say no to law-abiding citizens between 18 and 21, just like I wouldn't want to say no to a 27-year-old because some other 27-year-old shot up a school. I mean— 
you're going to have this every time there's a school shooting, okay? And instead of securing against that, which we should be doing with a vengeance, we're going to sit here and play games with something that can't happen. You have to amend the Constitution. That is never going to happen. They can pass any law they want about changing the age, and as soon as it gets to the courts, it's going to get slapped down because it is unconstitutional. The only way forward, aside from protecting the schools, is to uh, amend the Constitution. And me and you both know that is never going to happen. Okay. Hey, hey right? you know what, You know what, Robert? Um, and I do got to take a break. But you, you, one good point you just made is that uh, it may get slapped down by the courts. But if that's the case... In all scenarios, how did Clinton uh, get the assault weapons banned? Now, it sunset it, right? But how did they get that through? Uh, they got that through because they had a Democratic and they had a, a, a largely Democratic Congress, and they weren't able to get it through. But it was facing legal challenges all along until it got knocked down. Okay, I mean that it, it you, was you can, it wasn't can, knocked down. It, it sunset it. I know, but I, there were lawsuits against it, and That's I just correct. think the courts didn't want to hear it because of the, because of the the horrific tragedy that led to it. And we can't be legislating according to tragedy, okay? okay. Secure the schools, all right? I, and maybe I, we can talk about something for eighteen to twenty one year olds. I, I, I hear you. I, I hear you, Robert, right. and I and I I'm, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I hear you, and I thank you for the call. We see all of your calls, calls, folks. We're going to try and get to as many of them. As uh, possible, coming up uh, with uh, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, uh, Anthony Weiner will be uh, one of his guests. I'm going to be looking forward to hearing that. But it is now time for a break. When we come back, Carter Cares and more of your telephone calls. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home, from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. And folks, we're going back to your telephone calls in a moment. A violent weekend across the country. More than 30 people dead from gun violence over Memorial Day weekend across the country. Dozens of victims, 13 in Philadelphia alone lost their lives. Violence out of control across the nation. Two from New York City on just Sunday alone. Fatalities. A number of shootings. That's what happened. Part of the story on this uh, Memorial Day weekend. Something has to give. In the race for it, New York Governor Tom Swazi, one of the candidates, public advocate of New York City, Jamani Williams, is another on the Democratic side. And, of course, you have Governor Kathy Hochul. I almost called her the incumbent, but she's not the incumbent. She's completing the term of Andrew Cuomo. And Swazi has a new ad out playing up the fact that Hochul received past endorsements from the NRA. And so uh, Swazi is slamming Hochul through her own words by including a clip of her boasting that she was one of two Democrats who received the NRA endorsement during her uh, failed 2012 congressional 
bid. Now, at that time, she uh, was running in in a right-leaning seat. Here is the um, ad from Tom Swazi, part of it. Subway shootings, guns flooding our streets, losing children, losing parents. And a governor who voted with the NRA in Congress and has done nothing on crime. One of the few Democrats to receive the NRA endorsement. And so uh, Governor Hochul's own words, of course, Swazi is trying to uh, play to the left and uh, hope that he can uh, change some minds, um, especially with the NRA and the news uh, lately. And as I've said uh, last week, I, I still feel it was inappropriate, given the circumstances, for the NRA to hold their convention in Houston uh, this past uh, weekend. Let's go to... Ron, Ron is calling from Tacoma, Washington. Good morning to you, Ron. In high school, I lived, I guess, what, about two hours from Tacoma? I lived in a suburb called Edmonds and uh, Linwood. But good morning to you. Oh, good morning. Um, So I know this is pretty a hot debate, but uh, I just wanted to maybe bounce something off some people here for an awakening. It seems like every time we have these shootings, the first thing that we go to is enhanced background checks. And I found something very fascinating. Um, I'm wondering if maybe you have some insight that I do not, but from what my insight is, I can't find a state in the union where you don't already do extensive background checks. So if we're going to have more background checks, are we doing it for interstellar travel? Because according to the United States of America, uh, there's not a state in the union that you don't already do extensive background checks. Okay, so, so Ron, so, Ron, I, I hear you on your point, but with all of these dead bodies, not even in the ground, from Buffalo, New York, to the state of Texas, what should happen, Ron? Uh, we need to start putting people in jail that commit crimes. Well, the, the shooter in Texas didn't have a mental health history, nor had he committed a crime. And, and for that matter, that, neither did the shooter in Buffalo. Uh, it's my understanding that the uh, that the shooter in Texas uh, had been arrested. He was let out for a dollar bail from a judge in Texas. Okay, well, you know what, Ron? Um, I, I have to double-check that. I, I pride myself when I say something on being accurate, so I'm not going to dispute that right now. But I, I thank you for the call, Ron, from the great state of uh, Washington. I will uh, take a look at that. Let's go to Beverly. Beverly in Staten Island. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ah, good morning, Dominic. This is the first time I've talked to you. It's a pleasure. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Go right ahead. I just just want to read a little thing that I I read. It's got to be quick. It's got to be quick. It's got to be quick. It's quick. Okay, here we go. Easy access to guns and not... Evil or mental illness explains our descent into barbarism and the spectacular human butchery of our recurring mass slaughters. What do you think of that? Well, one, I was trying to follow everything you said, but what do you make of it, Beverly, more importantly? Well, I think I think it sort of says a lot that it's well, basically they're saying it's more the guns and not this mental Ill, not that there isn't mental illness involved with these people. Uh, but it's like the easy access to the guns that, I don't know, gets them going or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, 
um, it, it's a two pronged approach in terms of we need we need some type of regulation when it comes further regulation when it comes to guns, and we have a humongous mental illness problem. And the fact of the matter is, politicians do not consider the issue of mental illness uh, sexy enough uh, enough to to sway votes. And thus, the issue of mental illness falls by by the wayside. Beverly, I thank you for the call. And it should not, because more and more mental illness is coming directly in our face. And we are being forced to deal with it after the fact, after tragedies where it can't be undone. Let's go to Kurt. On Staten Island. Good morning, Kurt. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. All right, Good morning. I'm going to try to make this real quick. I, you know, the, the morning after the the the, uh, the, the, the 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 Rob School shooting. All right, my wife, as she always does, takes our dog out for a walk. All right, and we I live about five minutes from Public School 20 here on in, in the Fort Richmond area of Staten Island, and she walked by. And she came home, which was very disturbed because the front doors of that school were wide open and propped open, and there was nobody there. That's a problem. That that's a problem. And and you know we we've got to find a a, 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 a approach that safety's first. But I'm I'm also concerned that if we completely lock down the schools, access for parents. And so, but I understand, and Kurt, that should not have happened uh, in Staten Island. And so hopefully it won't happen again. I thank you uh, for your call. Let's go to Jeff, Jeff in Queens. Good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, you know, I think they're labeling these young kids now. And I just I just want to get my point across is that you got these 18-year-old kids. A lot of them grew up in a family where the father taught them how to shoot. And the grandfather taught them how to shoot. They probably have property upstate. They probably go hunting. They want to hunt a safety course. This kid behaved his whole life. You know, he, 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 I understand there's certain people that slide through the cracks and mentally ill. That's a whole other ballgame. But to go after the whole and label all these young hunters, there's nothing wrong with going hunting. It's the American way. And it's a right for the Second Amendment. And a lot of these guys, I called them before, the one that said he had the mother with the hairy lip, guys like that, I, I doubt that guy owns a firearm because the, I don't own a firearm, but I hunted 25 years ago, and I, I harvested a deer. All right, I don't hunt anymore. I don't own a gun. However, the, the young youth that I see at these hunt clubs, they have barbecues and things, very behaved young men and women. Hey, Jeff, you, you know what? I, I would agree with you, right? I had never seen upstate New York until I left the Bronx and went to um, Cortland, New York, and from Cortland to Syracuse, and then I was a dorm director in Morrisville, uh, New York, uh, while attending graduate school. And you would often see people with the bright orange or the camouflage uh, pants going hunting, and, and Jeff, you would see them uh, sometimes coming back with deer, on top of their vehicles. And so you're right. You're right, Jeff. Most of the people, I would venture to say, are law-abiding citizens that are doing the hunting. 
right? Can I say one thing? Please? Yeah, you can, but I want but I want you to respond to this. Okay. I, I don't yeah. understand, and then you can make your point. Well, here's where you lose me. You need a semi-automatic weapon to hunt? It's an accurate weapon, and, and it's 30 rounds in a clip. Listen, we got more rolls of toilet paper than one in the bathroom, right? Without okay, but wait, but wait, but Jeff, but Jeff, wait, Jeff, 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 I'm holding my head right now because are you telling me that it makes sense to, for a young person to have a weapon with, that can fire 30 rounds a clip? If he's capable of going to the range and, he, and he's acted safely and it, he's acquired uh, he's acquired respect and, and manhood through, through hunting with adults around him and his family, and he can go to the range and go upstate and use it safely, yes. Yes, now, I you, do. But I got to go, but you said you wanted to say something Wait, I else. I just want to say one thing. The guy with the shotgun and the two pistols? No, because, listen, you get up in the middle of the night, your house is dark, there's something called muzzle flash. And then where's our projectile going? See, hunters don't, don't study guns. They study, they study everything about the gun. They're the most safest safest people to be around, and that's what I wanted to say. And, and thank you, they Jeff. Take and safety that, to a whole other level. And that may be correct. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you, Jeff, for the call. That may be correct. But the problem is not necessarily the hunter. The problem is the mentally ill that can go in and get the weapon. Fran in New Jersey, and then we'll be joined by Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Good morning. Hi, Dominic. This is Fran in New Jersey. How are you? I'm good. Go um, right ahead, please. Okay. I just wanted to say that, as usual, Democrats never let a crisis go to waste. Okay? Um, I mean, I generally believe that most Democrats are against the Second Amendment. But, um, you know, they... The first thing they mention is gun control every time there's a, there's a, a you know a, a shooting. They never talk about added security in in schools or malls or anything like that. Now I don't support the notion of a civilian having an assault weapon. I really don't see why they need it. Okay, but um, you know it, it's it's just. They just never let a crisis go to waste. It's the, they, they will dodge the notion of added security in schools. Schools should not, should not, people shouldn't be able to just walk into schools. I mean, parents could have a pass key or something, you know, um, you know, but, but, you know, open doors and, you know, the, the kids are, are sitting ducks. Well, you Fran, know, just, that, that, that's a good point that you, that you make that maybe parents should have a pass key. I have to step in. Because we're short on time, we're going to try and get back to the calls in just a second. But I'm joined now by Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dominic. So what's what are going you, on? What are you, nothing much is going on. What do you have coming up? We've got an action-packed show for everybody listening today. Very special. Anthony Weiner, the very controversial former congressman and one of our newest colleagues here at WABC. He's in studio. He's going to join me for the hour next hour. So we're going to get into a wide variety of subjects, as many as we can fit in within an hour, and we'll take calls from folks as well. And then uh, a lot of folks, some beautiful weather this weekend, so a lot of folks did what I did, and they enjoyed a cigar over the weekend. Well, today is actually International Cigar Day, so I'm going to be joined by a cigar expert uh, for folks that are maybe looking for advice on how to get the father in their life a cigar, and they don't know anything about cigars, so we're going to talk about that and a few other things related to cigars. We have, since we were off yesterday, we're going to do commendations, which we usually do on Monday, and a few other subjects as well.
Looks like a great show coming up. Let's go back to the telephone calls. Frank Morano, Dominic Carter, Don Long Beach. Good morning. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning, gentlemen. Um, I'm going to be quick. Um, I didn't mention this to the screen. I was going to talk about gun control, but we've talked about that enough. Um, the lady that just called mentioned safety in the schools. I think that is paramount. Um, we're not a stupid people. We can devise all kinds of methods to keep people out that ought not to be there. You can have doors that automatically lock. Uh, in this case, some, somebody left the door open in the back. The guy walked right in. I mean, you, if you have to, I'm, I'm not really crazy about it, but you can use metal detectors. You know, you can have somebody watch who comes in the building. This is common sense. Um, we have two spacecraft on Mars that we can control. I, I can't see why we can't control a building and, and prevent those that ought not to be there you know, from coming in. That's my comment. Fair enough, Don. Sounds, sounds reasonable, but it just seems that we as a society have a problem, you know, getting things done, Frank. Uh, No doubt about it. I mean, a lot of folks on the right think the solution is arming teachers or having armed guards in school. We see that society, for the most part, doesn't have the appetite for that. In this country, a lot of folks on the left say it's ban assault weapons or ban this weapon or broader background checks. And clearly, legislatively, that doesn't appear to be likely at any point either. So it seems that uh, in spite of everyone's best efforts, we are very much at loggerheads. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Good morning, Frank. A couple of things. Canada. We know what, how well their government health care program has worked, so uh, keep that in the back of your mind. England, police are unarmed, and we know the many incidents that have occurred there. A uh, school counselor had called into Greg Kelly's program the other day. What she had explained is that many parents, when there are issues with their teenagers, they are very averse to having anything go on their record for fear that it will affect their ability to Absolutely. get into a high school, a college, a relationship, a job, etc. Second Amendment, people keep saying, well, I don't know any reason why anyone needs an assault rifle. I'll tell them all why. Okay, but you've got 10 seconds. Tyranny, okay. tyranny, tyranny. And once your rights are taken away, they're never returned. Okay, well, Jacqueline, I, I appreciate your call, and you have the uh, final word on that. Uh, hopefully we'll chat tomorrow and I can re-emphasize why I feel the way that I do. Dominic Carter here with you saying I'm passing the baton to Frank Morano and the other side of midnight, which starts right now. Talk Radio 77 WABC.